live on Facebook. And just dropping into the chat how you are feeling about MDB2. What are you excited about? What are you excited about? What do you want to get from these next four days? Before I update you, Tam, if you'll keep an eye on the group, I'll half keep an eye on the group as best as I can, even though I'll primarily be in the Zoom. Okay, we are live in the Facebook group. And even I'll primarily be in the Zoom. Okay. There we go. What is your intention for the next four days? What are you looking forward out of the next four days? What do you want to get out of this? Yay. Okay, I've got it. I'm doing the setup, you know, where I've got Zoom here and then the group here, just to make sure I can see the comments, <laughs> wherever they come to me. Okay, so I'm super excited to learn more in depth about business. Okay, brilliant. So it's a very general open desire. Uh, Yuli says, I'm so excited about everything. I'm currently on a juicy fast. So the veil of inspiration and insight is even less dense. And I know so much knowledge will drop through. That's amazing. I love that. So juice for how long, Yuli? Ten days. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I know Camille. Um, it's hard, you guys. Yes. <laughs> Ten days. That's heroic, I would say. I think Daniela did was, was on a fast recently. I know Camille was on a fast in Camille. So there's clearly um, on Camille in Thailand. So there's something clearly in the air. Oh, Sandra's also on a cleanse. What is happening? Look at the collective energy. <laughs> what? What? Um, I did a seven day water fast, not, um, but not juice, more Ayurvedic. Okay, there, there are so many cleanses available and I'm glad that we get to be multidimensional and diverse in that as well. <laughs> I should, um, a new one, same here, lol from carbs and sugar. Okay, okay, apparently we had a prerequisite and it was like, you have to cleanse um, before coming to MTV2. You guys know that I'm on my continual eight month mold detox. So I'm maybe setting the scene as well. Um, one month in Europe is not the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's different, isn't it? I would love to have a clear structure of my business as a foundation so I can organize my actions from. I want to have some new ideas as well. Yeah, Shakti, we've got a whole, um, we've got a whole, section today on MMAs because and I'll explain what that is uh you know what that is <laughs> what does the mold detox entail oh it's that that's a long conversation we can have that another day it's three phases it's like setting up the body mold detox and then um kind of protecting the body from this again now I'm in the first stage because if you do a mold um cleanse and you've got leaky gut which I do have apparently um then it can really fuck up your system so we're doing like, I'm on a paleo FODMAP diet, which if you're wondering is the worst, but I'm like seeing the positive in it. Basically I can eat, yeah, after being vegetarian for 10 years, I can eat meat and veg, some veg, very small portions of veg. <laughs> um, and I'm getting like, yeah, it is. I'm getting like IV drips and, but, but anyway, what do we know? We know that our thoughts create our reality. So we get to think what we want to think about what is happening in our life. So I've decided that it's easy and it's fine and the building blocks are creating what I desire in health. Um, that's what I'm doing, Hannah, lol, paleo. Okay, Natalie, think about paleo. 
Now I want you to go Google FODMAP paleo. It's a whole new level of weird and strange. FODMAP paleo, didn't know this existed until I had to go on the diet. <laughs> do. Yeah, I don't think you guys need to do it. I think it's very specific to where I am with the mold. Anyway, I wanna do a really quick update in the school. Lots of you guys have seen this, um, but something that Tamsin and I were feeling into, and we finally had a meeting about this um, last night in, in the team. And what's really important to us in the school is that we maintain this community aspect. And this continues to be a really fun, beautiful place um where we get to heal and do the business work together and with the new structure we felt having people on the intensives and do 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 it was cutting the energy a bit so we've made a choice lots of you guys have seen the video that the only people on the zooms with me will be people in the school um this means that you can share freely and if you want your sections to be cut out just let me know. And we have a tech guy called Adam. Hi, Adam. We love you, Adam, um, who will cut that out for you. And that is literally not a problem. So if you want to share, but you don't want that to be in the recordings and you don't want that to be bought separately afterwards, um, just let us know. And it's literally no problem. Um, and so this means that we get to really create this beautiful space together. I read in the chat yesterday from when I shared a video about how we're going to be doing this, that Eva said that she loved when we were doing buddies. Buddies was um, when we had the first iteration of the school. It wasn't evergreen and everyone was paired with another person so they could do the processes and practices with. I know that not everyone desires this, but if you are someone that wants a buddy, can you please reach out to Tamsin and let her know, hi, I would like a buddy, please. And once we've collated all of the humans that want buddies, then we can start setting that up for you guys. And you can have that kind of that second level of community and support as well. Um, okay, so I'm just put me. Yeah, so just let Tamsin know instead of this chat because we lose this chat, but we're really, really happy to do that for you. And I'll, I'll do a little video announcing that when, when, that's, when that's going to start. So I hope you're excited by this very minor change. I also really want to reassure you guys that even though we have gone through the lives to the intensives, this is the last restructure, believe me, that we will be doing in a long time. This does not mean that I'm going anywhere. I'm not. I'm obsessed with all of you. You're stuck with me. Um, but I really wanted to emphasize that we're not going to be changing like intensives to lives to do that. I'm here. I'm no. This is the infrastructure now and anything that we do do are literal like little tweaks and improvements to refine the service for you guys, okay? Because we do listen, we do care and we do wanna make sure that like the experience within the school is as powerful as it can be in, in a way that's in our control, okay? So that is your little bit of admin. That's your little bit of admin because we're having less lives. This is my own opportunity to, to let you guys know where we're at and what we're doing. Um, Yuli, I love the fact that you're sat in the sun. If I could teach in the sun, that is what I would be doing as well, but I can't see the computer. But but you're getting the sun for us. Um, and I'm going to start sharing this. Love it. Brilliant. So let me share. MDB2. 
and get the chat out so I can see you guys. Okay, Daniela is saying, so right now I'm building two tech companies outside of my own company. Fuck, I love this. That's a vibe. Um, it's crazy how being a marketing and business advisor and consultant happened. Like I'm building multiple businesses. It's wild. This feels natural to me and I want to build my own business. It also takes the pressure off having to earn income from my services. I want to serve from abundance and not lack. So I'm looking to how I can balance this whilst creating my own business. And I really want to speak to this because sometimes we can think that there's one path to entrepreneurialism and sometimes when we have a coach we can think that we have to do it their way and this is absolutely not truth and not fact that can be limiting right we get to find our own way and you get to be your own guru and your own best judge of what that looks like for you and so I know that lots of people whilst they're building their business had other jobs and that's beautiful that's amazing abundance can come in so many ways and I just want to remind us of a law of the universe around abundance and money right we have this thought that abundance comes from things right like abundance comes from my clients abundance comes from my business abundance comes from the projects that I'm doing on the side abundance comes from you know all, all of these things and it's actually not true when we understand the laws of the universe and we're tapped in to money energy we realize that money comes through things and this is completely different this gets rid of this sense and this feeling of dependency, right? If I'm tapped into money always, right? And I'm always available for cash. How many ways, how many pathways can I allow it to come through? And the options there are unlimited. And it was like Yuli asking on the group, are there ways that we could invest? I'm sure there are. I haven't found them yet. I'm sure there are. And I celebrate all of us opening all of these different pathways, knowing that business is one. Okay, but I'm excited to go into business with you guys for three days. Today is going to be the most practical, right? Wednesday will be emotional, mental. Um, Thursday will be soul. Uh, Friday will be energetic. When we do the intensives, we're together two and a half hours every single day for four days. So this is really your opportunity to ask me the questions um, that you might have going on and getting feedback where you are in your business as well. So I'm going to teach, right? But I'm also really going to be checking the chat in these intensives and answering as much as I can in this space that we're together in the School of IH, okay? So MDB2, you guys remember MDB1. Most of you guys have watched MDB1. You don't need to have, okay? But I will refer to things that I teach in MDB1 because I'm not going to repeat myself. I'm going to really try my best to teach something different, even though it is reconsolidation of things that we did in MDB1 in some cases, okay? MDB2, in difference to MDB1, which was structures and systems, okay, to scale. We were talking about signature program. We were talking about reoccurring income. We were talking about the basics of sales and value. We were talking about the basics of upper limits and all of these things. For these four days, my primary focus is going to be on high ticket offerings. So I want to know in the chat, how many of you guys have got offers? How many of you guys have got high ticket offers? And where do you feel that you are at with that? Okay, because we're all going to be in slightly different places. So I'm going to try and speak to the whole spectrum of where we can be in this. Okay. I haven't finished MDB one. It's all good. You got time. And the best thing about the MDBs is that you get to listen to them again and again and again. Okay. 
So the physical body, as you guys are writing that, are the structures and strategies behind a sustainable business that creates lifelong impact and legacy, okay? That's the context for today. That is the context. I have high ticket, but they cost as much as your low ticket. It's amazing. That's all good. It's all good. Um, can, I, can I see the price point? And can I have the offer? If you guys feel comfortable sharing price point and offer, it does make a difference. And it gives me a bit of a greater context to speak to. Yep, Daniela says, I've realized one of my strengths is working one-to-one -one with people. I want to focus on this. This is my high ticket. What do you want to charge it at? Camille says, I've offers up to four and a half thousand for a six month group program. Okay, amazing. Um, we'll relaunch one-one. Do you mean one-to-one? -one? You're relaunching one-to-one. -one. What's the price point for that? Okay, I only have my one-to-one -one offer coaching, which is 1,500 for three months. Okay, and I'd also love to see in the chat how many of you guys are comfortable with your prices and you don't want to raise them, which is absolutely fine. You don't have to. And how many of you guys actually want to raise your prices? Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be like a, this is going to be like a business workshop in the school of IH. Okay, price point for one-to-one, -one, six months is 6K. Beautiful, love that. That's that's actually how I started pricing my one-to-one. -one. I always used to have my one-to-ones as a grand per month um, until I got really comfortable with that in my body. Um, I want to raise my prices. It's 1K per month, yes. My one-to-one -one is my high ticket and it's six sessions for 2,333 net and slightly cheaper for single moms, students and people who are unemployed. I don't want to raise it, but I want three one-to-one -one clients until the end of, what you want, three new one-to-one -one clients before the end of May, beautiful. So then for you, Yuli, it's a slightly different conversation. It's not about raising prices. It's about how do I leverage what I've already got, okay? So just know where you are with that. Am I raising prices and I'm creating new offers or am I leveraging what I've got and amplifying that? Because that's different. That's a different conversation. One-to-one -one for six months is 6,600. Okay, amazing. Some of you guys that are listening to this might not have an offer yet. And you might not have a price point yet. That is fine. It doesn't matter. Still take this in. OK, because this is going to give you new ways of thinking. It's going to open your mind to options, right, to different ways that we can run business. What is a game changer, right, which really helps us tap into freedom and joy with business building is an awareness of there are different ways so we can choose the way that works for us. Right. And we can choose the most aligned way for us when we know all the different ways. We don't know the different ways. We don't know what we've got to choose from. Shakti says school, six months, 11,000, one-to-one, four months, 15,000, one-to-one, six months, including the school, 15,000. Okay, love it. Clarity. Okay, brilliant. So we're going to spend the first half of today talking about how to raise your prices and thrive, right? And then the second part talking about co connections that convert. Really, okay, really, the essence in, in what we're doing, I'm teaching you a system that I've used for always that has worked for me. For a lot of you guys, this won't be new, but for a lot of you guys, what happens is we see this and even though it's simple, we overcomplicate it in our head and we stop doing the basic things that are really, really important to grow our business. So actually for day one, we are going back to basics. Selling high ticket is not complicated. It's about mastering the building blocks. Business and scaling isn't complicated. It's about mastering the business blocks to success, right? And that's actually for every single goal. 
if we look at a weight goal or a, a body goal, and I love to use this example because it's just so simple to us, right? As you get fitter, it's not that you do anything much different, right? You might go to the gym for 45 minutes, five days a week, but you keep doing that and you keep doing the same things, but you get better at it. And it's the consistency of those things that lead to the desirable results, right? It's exactly the same in business. It gets to be that simple, right? And we don't need to complicate it more than that. But the problem is very often that we have got results and we haven't understood the mechanism between us and the results. So we've signed clients before, but we don't know why what we did worked and we don't know what we did that worked. So we don't have repeatable systems. And when we don't have repeatable systems, we have stress, right? Because if you feel confident in your power to be able to generate cash or to create the desirable result, then where's the stress? You need money, you do the things, you create money. The problem is when we're not confident in our financial generation skills. And that's not an energetic thing. This is a really, really practical thing. And actually over these next four days, we're gonna stop making money emotional. I'm not gonna speak about it today, but we're gonna really do some exercises to cut our emotions over off money because that's what's actually keeping us out of control. Generating, creating money, building a business is very, very simple and it's not emotional. And there are clear steps, right? And that's really gonna be what I'm holding. And then we will talk about desire and manifestation, but I was reading an email. Um, I'm so hyped with that, yeah. We wanna really get out of, of it's, it's gonna be interesting what we talk about, but, but I wanna precurse that with my partner, as you know, is called Craigle the Bagel. And he is very interesting because the people that he works with as mentors are very high positioned men. Um, people that mentored, um, who's the guy? Do you guys know the author of the guy that wrote um, Chicken Soup for the Soul? Okay, so these are these are not the cool people in business. Do you know what I mean? Not the Insta famous people, but the people that have been in business their whole life and have created something successful. The billionaires, the millionaires, right? That we're told that are these certain people. And then when you actually meet them, you realize the, 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 the pre connotations we have sometimes are very wrong. And what I find very interesting is that when you're in conversations with these people, you would think that they are so much more money centered or more money obsessed. And actually what you see, those that have learned to master money, it's not that they're emotional about money guys, it's that they're extremely neutral and they're extremely practical. And that's what allows them to build the money that they desire. They're looking at business and wealth from a place of how much do I need to generate to live the lifestyle that I want to live? And that's going to be different. And how can I set frameworks and structures to mean that I'm always generating that cash? It's really, really practical, right? And it's no longer a conversation about, you know, luxury cars, and which I love. It's more of a conversation as that I'm the empowered creator of my life. They probably wouldn't use that language. That's me. <laughs> and I'm able to set up an infrastructure in my life 
that means I can sustain the life that I want to be living. Because guess what? Underneath everything, money isn't love, money isn't freedom, money isn't choices, money is a resource. That's all money is. It's a resource. Like air, like food, like water. So all we're learning to do is master a resource. It's one aspect of life and business. So I hope that you guys, when we do that session, really have a very different perspective of money. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to share a little anecdote before we begin because it made me really laugh and it really cut a lot of shit for me. Money is a resource. Water, food, gas in your car is a resource. When your car is low on gas, do you get upset thinking that you failed? No. You go to the gas station and you fill it up. But why is it with our bank accounts, when they go down, we create stories and anxiety instead of just doing whatever we need to do to fill the bank up. That is the level of neutrality that we're working towards. I recently paid off the house last month, you guys know this, as well as a year mentorship within 24 hours. It scared the bejesus out of me for such a huge chunk, just under six figures to come out of my bank in one month. I also pay the team, bills and other things. And then I reminded myself, would I be upset if my fuel tank, not that I drive, was slightly lower? No. I would go to the gas station to fill it up. That is mastering money. It's extremely practical and unemotional. What a great name for the book. It's the conditioning, yeah. So, how to raise your prices and thrive. Let's start with basics. Scaling your business is going to mean stepping out of your comfort zone and doing what you do now. By law, what you do now is a match to the money results that you are getting. You want to make more money then you need to do different things, right? Doing different things as a, for a human being, <laughs> we're notoriously shit with change. We just are. <laughs> and braving the unknown. So as we change and we brave the unknown, what does the ego do? The ego roars, the ego gets scared. We've done this a trillion times in the school. There's a terror barrier. There is so many things that come up for us. And so as we're navigating change, we need to be really, really anchored in to why we are doing what we are doing. Because if money or the goal that you're going towards doesn't mean anything to you, you're unlikely to wanna do the things that you need to do to create the goal. We also don't want to work towards a goal 
that we think is so important that in the end we think, oh, maybe that wasn't it. <laughs> so we want to get really clear to start with on what's your goal? Why is it your goal? What does it represent to you? What's going to be the overarching context and why to your life that keeps you going when entrepreneurialism or business or life gets hard? Because as much as we love to create in ease and joy, and we really want to be doing that work, there will be moments in life, especially in business, where you go, oh, this is sticky, this is icky, this is hard. And what keeps you in is why. What does it mean? And so I want to see this in the chat. For those of you guys that want to scale, why? Why do you want to scale? Or drop in a business goal that you've got. Maybe it's a financial goal. Why? Why do you want this? What does it mean to you? What will it represent? So I want to see current financial goal. You've got the questions at the bottom. Why? What does this level of money mean? Are you committed to creating a plan and implementing it, even if it gets hard and takes time and takes ups and downs? All of those four questions. Because I think it's really important to remember that between the goals and the milestones is life. So we want to be working towards something that's worthy of our time and our attention. Not in morality, not in ethics, because that's so subjective, but in personal value gain. Amazing, Yuli. Amazing. I'll give everyone a couple of seconds. And I want you guys to look at Yuli's thinking in this because it's important and we're going to go through it.
Exactly. So this is really important conversation, just reading Yuli's second message. Excellent awareness, Camille. I'm getting excited for everybody. <laughs> I love this so much. I like so many fun goals. I'll wait for one more and I'll start. Um, Oh, these are all so good. Okay, amazing. This is amazing. Okay, so I'm going to read some of these. So I want to build, so because I want to build land, build a tiny house, build a community, and ultimately a retreat center that hosts hundreds of people per year and supports them in their healing. Okay, um, healing journey on all different levels. There you are. It's almost so freaking big. It scares me and excites me simultaneously. So the financial goal is whatever I need to build that I'm committed as fuck already looking for land in Portugal. Beautiful. So what's really interesting here, guys, is just look at what Yuli's written. And you know, I told you, I don't have a financial goal kind of, because there is no exact sum that is linked to the goal. So money itself doesn't turn me on, but the perspective of the future makes me dripping wet. So really, really notice that because some of us are gonna be turned on by different things and we have to find what that is. So like for Yuli, it's like the healing center, the tiny house, that's what excites her. And plugging into that, right on the journey is going to be the motor and that's brilliant now for some other people it's going to be being a millionaire and 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 that that context is great enough wild overflow that context is great enough right so not for everyone is it going to be a money goal it might be a lifestyle goal that needs money because the practical fact, right, that sometimes is a bit hard to come to terms with is that we all need money. There is no way, right, that we, like, we live in a world that's run on money and we know that money is just a resource. And we know that the type of experiences we wanna be living in our life and that has an equivalent to how much resource we need. Do you see how unemotional this is? Right. So for Yuli, we've got a financial goal roughly of however much it costs to build this retreat center. Now, Yuli, what would be really fun for you is to start researching how much do towny houses cost? Right. How much does land cost in different places? Just so we start to have a ballpoint of like roughly what we're doing when we do that is we're going from fantasy which so many people live their whole life in fantasy, guys. And the people that live their whole life in fantasy are the people that, that never grind it into reality. 
It's like I live in fantasy and I'm in dreams, right? So I don't have to accept my present life. But we're doing it differently in the school. It's like we're so grateful for the present life that we've got and we're anchored into desire and we're taking that desire from a thought to an actual experience to live. Really, really important. So my current financial goal is 15K per month because it will allow me to live the life that I want. I want to be able to stay in a house that I love, travel, treat myself and the people that I love, support other projects I believe in, eat good food and take even better care than my health. Yes, I'm committed to creating a plan and implementing it. I know that this is my challenging part. I really want you guys to notice the awareness that Camille's just had there, right? Because when I speak, you're going to be like, this is my strength. This is my weakness. Spot your weaknesses. That's where we want to work on or employ someone else to do those things. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because they do need to get done, right? If we're 100% responsible for our life and we're 100% responsible for our results in our life, we need to be responsible if the things in our business get done and don't get done. And there are things in my business that need to be done consistently because our results are dependent on that. And we're a bit shit at doing them. So right now, Tam and I are employing someone in to fill some of those gaps because we don't want to do them, right? And I'm responsible for my business, so I, I make moves like that. Okay, uh, Shakti says, I'm becoming a millionaire this year to be independent, to feel free, to do and go wherever I want. I'm going to buy a spa villa where my kids can have, um, can live with me and I'll create an ashram where healers and leaders together can be a platform for deep transformation. So what's really beautiful in this space is there's a lot of like double goals, like purpose goal, money goal. Amazing. We don't, there's no wrong or right in this. You know, for those of you guys that just have a financial goal because it's a lifestyle, like desire, I don't want that to be wrong. We're allowed to be tapped into abundance because we want to be tapped into abundance, you know? Um, as you guys know, for me, lifestyle is really, really important. Um, so it's beautiful to, to come at this from every aspect. Now, Camille, I read this and I want to, to there's a judgment here. It's like I want to experience the overflow in my business, which has not been the case because of wild investments. There is a, there's, there's a feeling word here. And I want you guys to notice this. And Camille, I might be wrong. So always I'm open to being wrong. <laughs> Just because I say something doesn't mean that it's gospel. Um, wild investment is judging the investment maybe as silly or too much or pushing too far. Now, when we're in that energy and we believe something, we have to see evidence for that and we create it even more, right? I want to experience overflow, which hasn't been the case because of wild investments, right? So what would it be like, Camille, to be like, I forgive myself for judging myself for having wild investments. My new truth is that I can invest and live in overflow because what's going to happen on very much on a neurological brain level is that instead of looking at, you know, and seeing evidence for where you've not been able to live in overflow because of things, your brain starts going to, okay, how can I create more money pathways to mean that I can have both, right? Because I could have said that with the house, you know? Oh, because of the house investment, and it's a quarter of a million in two years, guys. So it is money and I run a team and everything as well. So because of the house investment, I haven't been able to live in overflow. Well, then I probably wouldn't have been as empowered in my money generating, right? And gas filling activities, thinking back to that gas tank as I have been, right? Because I decided that I wasn't just going to go for this house, but I was going to go for this house and, 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 and. 
So just watch where you limit yourself and ask, is that narrative empowering and taking me to the desired result that I want? Okay. Sandra says, my financial goal for this year is to make 100K, which is 10 to 15K a month, which will allow me to leave my nine to five and focus solely on, my, solely on my coaching business by transforming women's lives that work with me. I also want to buy a small cottage in the north of England, grow my own food, build my own Ayurvedic retreat center and cafe close to a lake where people can come and heal and have connections with other beings. I want to travel with my partner around the Scandinavian countries and still work on my business whilst I'm away. I also want to build a community. Beautiful. Amazing. So very, very similar, right? It's like the money, but also what the money represents and what we desire on a life level. And this for you guys, isn't this is for you guys, it isn't really for me, right? This is for you to remember and come back to. And I want you to really think about like, is this a worthy goal? This is what Bob Proctor says. Is this a worthy ideal, right? Because we're going to be spending life force working towards this. And there's no right or wrong in this. It's a decision and it's a choice, right? And sometimes we get something and we think, oh, this wasn't it. And that's also fine because part of being a human being, right, is, is getting to experience things and make choices from experiences, right? But this is also really important when we talk about enjoying the journey, being grateful for what exists already on the way to our goals, okay? So this is a much bigger conversation. Daniela says, based on Yuli's, I've shifted my money to any amount of money it takes for the following. Um, my deepest desire is to be at, with, um, at one with God all times, to support others to have that as well, to support people to be living from love, from the true self and not the false self. I want to build a community or even a country to create a new world in which we create the synarchy approach. It's crazy. I know, yet I desire to be the leader of the new world. My gene keys is Sanaki, and I'm doing that in my being. Freedom, impact, legacy, and a beautiful world. And yes, I'm committed. So for when we speak to these more abstract things of connection to God, well, that's less abstract, but freedom, impact, legacy. Like I want you guys to actually, because we can be thinking about freedom, impact, and legacy till the cows come home. But like, how do you guys know that that's in your physical reality? Like, what is something tangible that you know that you've brought that in? Because that's going to dictate your choices in your business. Leading, bringing the new world in, not the president. Yes, I got that. Yes, indeed. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yes. And I needed to hear no to um, become too uncomfortable in the reality that I live in. Yes. Including in my wise. Okay, beautiful. Financial freedom, time freedom to create beautiful memories with my family, to create my own family, travel the world with my children and partner, buy a home to raise them in. I want to make an impact in others' lives and see them in their capabilities, to mentor and coach others to live their best life and create a caring and safe community. I know that I need to take responsibility and lead my life in this way as a true leader. So what you guys are going to start seeing is as you set your goals, it's going to become clear what your next steps are. But when we don't have goals and we're not living in tune with our desires, it's easy to feel lost, right? What do I do now? What is the next steps? Like, I don't know who I'm being in the world. I don't know what I have to do as a next step. Like, and 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 I know it might seem weird that you guys thought that we're going to come and learn about like, um, you, that we're going to come and learn about high ticket strategies. And I've just spent so long on this. But if selling high ticket is going to be a stretch for you, right? And you have people saying no, and you might have like an, a, a, like a little period of, of income slowing down as you figure things out, or you've got to make a bold step to hire someone or, or all of these big scary things that happen in business. If we're not anchored into this, if we're not anchored into this, 
That's where we say, oh, the dream is too big, hard and stressful, right? I wasn't being grateful enough for my present moment. I'll go do that and I'll go back into my comfort zone. Now, if you're in the school, there's something that tells me that you want to be expanded. So we need to be anchored into this, right? Non-negotiably. And so Natalie, that's beautiful. It's also abstract still. So to, to relate this to money, Natalie, I want you to think about how much money do you need to make that happen? Like how much money would you need to make that happen roughly? And then can we become committed to the person that creates that much income, right? It's like going back to the, tech, the, the gas analogy because I keep wanting to come away from emotion as we speak about this of like, how big do I want my gas tank to be? Just know that. How often do I need to go fill up with gas to mean that the, the car keeps running and I don't break down in the road? It's very practical. You guys are going to be like, if Hannah says it's very practical one more time at the end of the session and play a drinking game. But like, it is very practical. And, and this is just cementing this in. Pick a worthy goal because you'll spend the rest of your life becoming it. Our goals are what drive our growth right? And growth is sometimes fun and sometimes less. Diamonds are made through pressure. So let's not make pressure wrong. It's not that we have to grow in pressure, but there will be times in our business where there may be growing pains or pressure or indecision or lack of clarity or triggers, right? So pick a goal that is worth the process of life and healing. And that's how you can always be happy wherever you are on the journey, because it's either taking you to the desired results or it's growing you into who you were born to be or who you could be. So it's like win-win always. Are business financial goals different to our personal financial goals? So once I started having more open manifestations goals, a lot more opportunities came my way. I would love your expertise on this as I don't want to confuse the universe. Uh, I, I, it's, it's however you frame it. Like, this is an interesting question. Let's say you want to make 15 to 10K, 10 to 15K. Do you really care if 10K comes through business and 5K comes through something unexpected? No. Just receive it. It's still taking you to where you want to go. It, it, it's, and, and it depends because I've got financial goals that I want to attain, but I've also got business goals because I am a businesswoman, right? So hitting certain levels of month, right? For me from the business is a goal because then I've learned how to hit that in the business. And so what you guys don't see is that we have about 17,000 every single month just in core business expenses, just in running the school, which isn't actually that high for the type of business that we have, right? So I have, I, I have to, to break even, I need to make 17,000 every month, a little bit more actually when we did the restructure because so much money went into things. So on a business level, you need to be clear on what your overhead is, like what you what you need to be uh, paying. And then if you want to scale the business, then you know how much profit you want to be making and you can start thinking of numbers that way. Right. 
but on a business level, it's different to receive 10 to 15K a month because of other things that might be random and sporadic because then you've not got a repeatable structure to keep generating it. If you want to focus on business goals, right? It might be create the, the, what you're actually focusing on is creating a repeatable structure that can generate a certain amount of cash that you want to be living in. But we can do this differently. And like Camille says, in HD, you can see whether you're invited to manifest with clearly defined goals or more open ones. So I'm, I'm meant to be more open goals and in human design. And I manifest very um, focused on, on actual objectives, but I have to feel them first. And so you get to play around with this. And remember, HD, right, is a fantastic resource, but it's actually not gospel because there are some things in my HD that don't ring true for me, right? Yeah, same for me. I just find it helped me to see the differences. And uh, it's human design. And it's just remembering, right, that you get to do it your way and different people manifest differently. And again, in the school, I give lots of ways to manifest. Find the one that works best for you. HD says closed. Yeah, I've noticed through my own experience that open works better. Unpopular vision. <laughs> oh yeah, so Daniela, unpopular opinion. Sometimes I don't listen to the charts, uh, the charts as it keep me, keeps me limited. I feel exactly the same. I feel exactly the same. Great tool. Not if it's limiting you. Bloody hell. I break so many projector rules and I'm thriving. <laughs> Let's go very practical. Okay, there's ways to scale. There's low ticket, mass volume, and there's high ticket, low volume. Okay, what does that mean? Let's say you've got a goal of 15,000 a month. You can do that by selling 150, 100 dollar, euro, pound offers, or you can sell one 15K offer, right? Low ticket is you sell a lot of something low price, High ticket is you sell less of something high at price. You get to choose what infrastructure that you want to use to scale your business. We are the creators, not the charts. Yes. Right. Now, obviously, you can use a combined approach. But you want to make sure that you're able to master one first instead of trying to do too many things and not really doing anything well. So let's look at pros, okay? The pros of low ticket mass volume, which if you wanna do low ticket mass volume, that's better that you go to the first MDB. I, as you guys have seen, have scaled through high ticket offerings predominantly. We do some low ticket now, but the majority of my revenue has and always will come through high ticket offerings because that's the way that I've chosen to scale. It doesn't mean that you have to. The pros of low ticket offerings is that it's usually a pre-recorded course or a pre-recorded something that you can sell passively. So delivery on low ticket is less, right? Once the course is recorded, people get the course and, and you don't do anything else. So the energetic accelerator, we've got loads of people that have had the energetic accelerator and then they get it and it's done. You know, so it's it's really easy. It's like it's like you get to use passive courses as like little cash injections. But here's the thing: if you want to make 15k for 150 sales, your focus in building your business has got to be in mass audience growth. 
right? It's creating a large, hot audience. So it's a different strategy. It takes time to create an audience, right? That when you drop something, buys 150 of it. So it requires patience, right? It might start with a passive item and three people buy, then five people buy, then 10 people buy. But you have to keep doing the things that promotes mass audience growth and keep nourishing them. So people go wrong, right? Because in the first month, they've not got the results they want. So they think the system's broke. It might take a year or two to create an audience that when you drop something buys like this, right? And you have 150 sales from a low ticket, but once it's there and you maintain it, you've got a repeatable structure that creates money, okay? So it depends, you can do this, you can do this. This is one way to scale. But your primary focus is mass audience growth and building trust with a huge community that always buys from you, okay? So the considerations here are, do you wanna build a large, hot audience? Do you wanna to sell to more people, right? And then just funnel a few percentage into your containers. How do you want your business to feel? Is this a structure that you want? Who do you wanna be? The world? Do you have a goal for fame, for global impact? Do you want to have a huge Instagram account? Do you want, like, are these desires? Because the low ticket model will fit into that. But again, we just have to think about these before we use or choose an infrastructure that works for us. I've just seen that with my yoga teacher trainings in the first, I barely filled one third of the training. And now I've already filled up two trainings, but it was a long way. It really needs a big butt to sit on, as we say in Australia. Austria. What does a big butt to sit on mean? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but I think what Yuli's saying is the first training that she did was hard, but because she's been doing this for a while and people now know her and she started building momentum, it's easier. That is always a thing in business. <laughs> That is just always a thing. And so we really, really screw ourselves over in business because we take stock too soon. We're like, it hasn't worked yet. Therefore, it's not going to work without looking at the compound effect of growing your audience 10 people a week. 10 people a week is how many people? It's 500 and whatever people in a year. So Yuli says you need a big butt means, I think we're all curious. <laughs> you need to maintain your practice and you're showing up. I don't know how it correlates to big butts, but that's the saying, amazing. So I love that. We're gonna say this in the school of IH now. You need a big butt guys. I agree with the Austrians. You do need a big butt in business. That might be why I've been successful in business because I have a Latino ass. It's definitely on the sizable side. Didn't know there was a link between business and this, but like <laughs> thrilled to find that out. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So low ticket is something that we can build. Yeah, Natalie's like, well, um, 
I'm also in the Latino ask category, not that anyone asked. It's really good to hear everyone's ask sizes. I'm really glad that we get to do this on a business course. It only makes sense in the school of IH that we're talking about this now. <laughs> yeah, we've got same here. I'm Italian. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> you are, I want, I want to do a disclaimer. It doesn't matter the size of your butt. You can still build a consistent business. So we don't want people to get upset about this. <laughs> All butts are welcome, guys. All butts are welcome. Um, so funny. Okay. So that's, that's scaling with low ticket. Okay. Scaling with high ticket. I actually have a really tiny butt, but in business, it's Nigerian style. Amazing. Love this. Love that for you. You have a very big energetic business butt. <laughs> energetic butt. Oh Where is this going? Yuli, I can't. This is why I love IH, lol. Yeah, I know. Sometimes the things that we speak about on these sessions, I'm like, how did that happen? Like, how? How? You can't backwards engineer the shit that comes out in these sessions. And this is why we wanted to keep the lives in the school. <laughs> so butts can be comfortably spoken about as long as we want to talk about the butts, you know? This has made my day, ladies. I'm glad, guys. I'm glad. Okay, high ticket. We're bringing back the energy to business, to the business butt. Okay, high ticket. Why do I love high ticket? High ticket is less sales, more money. Now, when I started building, guys, I had a lot of fear around visibility. I had a lot of fear around visibility. Visibility is not something that I've desired. For me, it never used to be a goal around, I want to be famous, I want to be seen. Not that there's anything wrong with that. For me personally, it wasn't a thing. So I wanted to build business without any form of like influencer celeb status right? And I had lifestyle goals and I preferred smaller, more intimate containers, right? That's why I built with a core high ticket signature group, okay? Because I also value the connection that we have in the school. And then when we just have passive containers, that didn't really satisfy me as much because it was like, hi, and then we never see them again. So this is my personal preference, right? The thing with high ticket is that you can make 10K with one sale, right? You can go on Instagram, go on a live, someone connects to you, you have a discovery call and you've got 10K in your account in one day. It takes very little time. When you get good at sales, and I want you guys to hear this, when you get good at sales, it can be as easy to sign a high ticket container that is an alignment, right? To something that is low ticket if you're speaking to the right person. For example, if you're speaking to the right person, selling a 100K offering can be as easy as selling a 5K offering. I want you to hear this so you can see this as evidence. The one 120K contract that we've got coming in, I didn't have a discovery call. It was decided through DMs. That is a 110, 120K pay in full. I want you to hear that. Not because I'm showing off, right? Because when we take the stuff that we have around money away of that's too much, that's too scary, all a sale is, is matching a product 
with someone who sees the product as more valuable than the price they'll be paying for it. Which is why it's more about audience than anything else. When you're scaling low ticket, it's about how can I get in front of as many people as possible and file them into this low ticket offering. When you're scaling high ticket, it's about how can I be in front of the right people? It's a different conversation. When I started my business before we had the School of IH, I used to do women's circles. And I'm gonna tell you a quick story to really put this in perspective. And then I'm gonna explain later the strategy of signing the 120K client and why it could be done through DMs, okay? I wanna, I wanna debunk that for you so I don't just look like a magical unicorn and explain how. Okay, because again, we're getting practical. But before I launched the School of IH, I used to do women's circles. And I remember I organized one women's circle, and this is one that Tan came to and went, oh, I could have done that better. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that story, but it's a very good story. I'm not going to tell it now. Um, and at the women's circle, I think I got 13 people. And at that time, I had a one, I had one offer. It was 3,000 for three months, and it was one-to-one. And someone asked me, do you want to do something together? And I really didn't have any awareness of like value of time, yes and no. So I just said yes, because I kind of wanted to please that person. And um, that person brought no one to the women's circle. And I brought everyone. And it was two weeks that it took me to get 13 people into this 13 euro offer. And at the end of those two weeks, I realized I've worked harder and worked more to get 13 people into this women's circle that I would have done to sign one 3K painful. And that blew my mind because I was like, I've earned less. I've worked harder. It's been more stressful. I had less of a fun time. Fuck this. And I promise you that's the day that I decided to scale high ticket. It was a month later that we launched the School of IH. And I didn't do any low ticket offerings until late last year. The first low ticket offering I did in two years was MDB. I think we had healthy wealth as well and we didn't really promote. I've always scaled from high ticket. And now you're gonna see me sell the individual courses from the School of IH, but you're also gonna see me primarily focus on the School of IH, the certification, the mastermind, and the one-to-one. -one. Why? Because it's easy to sell high ticket as it is low to a certain point if you're selling to the right people. And because in my heart, I prefer a community-driven model. It lights me up to create relationships with you guys and be with you guys in the length of time. There is nothing that makes me happier than people that are with us for a really, really long time and we get to do life together, okay? So I want you to think about where you are in this. If you speak to the wrong people, people will tell you that 13 euros is too expensive for a women's circle and they can't afford it. It's who you speak to. Okay, I hold ecstatic dances in women's circles as well. And I don't do it for the money. It makes me 200 euros 
for the evening. But I know that new women are coming to my offerings through those opportunities. I can see if it was, I can, I see it as if it was a get to know call. What do you think of that? Yes, 100% yes to that. Also, guys, please forgive my dyslexia. I feel like my dyslexia is even more heightened today. I'm like, my reading is jibbledy jibbledy. I'm understanding, but if I'm saying things in a strange order, that's what's happening. It's like the light. I don't know if you guys know with dyslexia, the, the words move. And so when there's the wrong light, I'm like, Meh. um, Yes, Yuli, because you're using that as a funnel. You're not trying to scale from ecstatic dances. Now, here's the thing. Do you love the ecstatic dances? Then do it. Fuck. Like, it gets to be that simple because, like, I didn't love doing the women's circles. Do you see me do women's circles now? That's not because of money. It's just not my calling, right? It's just not my calling, which is fine. So listen to your soul because sometimes we get to be practical and sometimes we get to be like, but no, what do I love? Because whatever you love, there's going to be no need for like willpower or anything because it's, you love it. <laughs> of course you want to do it. You love it, right? Um, what I would do, Yuli, if you're doing something that you love that makes sense for you right now, and it's a get to know you, I would offer something at the end. I would say, if you're already doing that, like this is a way and then offer a connection call, offer something. So it just means that, because if you go to an ecstatic dance, you might not know all of the services that that person provides. Um, so just be clear and communicating. That resonates with me, community and high ticket strategy. I wanna give you another level of this, okay? So you guys have got all of the things that you need to bear in mind. I think that I'm scaling just from high ticket, but you guys really do see me doing like the widest product suite. Like if you actually look at it, like you've got healthy wealth at 97 euros all the way to one-to-one at 120,000. So I love being able to do it all. That's always excited me. I love business for the sake of business. I love strategy. It's the way that my brain works. But Craig, my partner, he doesn't. He doesn't love strategy. He doesn't love business. He just wants to fucking coach high level people and make money and have a lot of spare time because that's his value system. So the model that he's chosen is purely only high ticket. He only has 25K one-to-ones and 60K one-to-ones and he's working towards only having 100K one-to-ones. Obviously it's a process, but you've got to think about that. You've got 10 100K one-to-ones you're making a million a year. You're not really paying a team because how do you sign 10, 100K one-to-ones? You've got to get into wealthy circles. You've got to get yourself seen in those circles. So we're talking more about LinkedIn strategies. We're talking about more about networking. We're talking about high-level business connections. We're talking more about like, um, you know, strategic partnerships. So I just want you guys to be aware there are so many options and you get to choose depending on your lifestyle and what you desire. Yeah, Yuli says, I always do a 20 minute process before the dancing and offer stuff in the end. Amazing, love that. I also love hosting plant medicine retreats, yet this is something currently in the making. Fantastic. There are so many ways to do this. There are so many ways to do this, but focus on one core thing. And once you've got that running, right? Which for me, you guys know is the school then we can start adding bells and whistles. I mean, you can always have an upgrade and a downsell. You can always have that. That's really easy. 
and that's all sold at the same time. But you don't need anything complicated, multi-layered, what we're doing when you begin with. That grows with time, if you want it to. If you want it to. Okay? So the considerations for high ticket, low volume is that it will require educating people on your pricing, right? And getting yourself into spaces where that kind of price is normal. And the thing that's, 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 that's a, a growing into thing is that when we begin, right, very often, if you've never charged 25K for one-to-one or, or whatever you want to sell, it might be that in your environment, people aren't buying at that level. So it might be going into new spaces and becoming the person that can do that, okay? So that can really be part of the process for, for high ticket. If you're still like charging 10 to 25K, I think that's pretty wildly accepted in the coaching industry. So it's just a case of like educating your audience, but know that if you're doing a big significant jump in prices, there will be a, a recalibration process and it might be people that were in alignment fall away, right? As we've put our prices up, there have been people that have stayed with us and there have been people that have not, and that's okay. It can feel a bit scary, but that's okay, okay? That's part of the process and it's not because you're doing it wrong. I'm curious to hear more about strategic partnerships and LinkedIn. I have a huge untapped network on LinkedIn. Uh, remind me when we get to networking, okay? So remember that you can do both, but it's better to build one first. Amazing. Okay, so we're going to go through the steps of selling high ticket and creating high tickets um, offers. We're going to do it together. There might be things that you've thought about. I want us to really go back to beginning and look at this. Um, I'm going to give us a, a, a five, 10 minute break now to grab pen, to have a pee, right? And the idea of today is that this isn't just a Hannah Talks at You session. This is that we map out our business together session, okay? I want to get really practical. So let's stop the port. Let's stop this now. Pause, boarding. We're recording, aren't we? Amazing. I'm like, did I do it right or did I do it wrong? Okay. So this can be, you guys, if you want to define a new offer, or this can be, we're just going to go through an offer that you've already got and refine it. It doesn't matter. It's for your discernment. So we're going to start with step one and we're going to move through the whole process. The first process, obviously, is define your offer. You can see that <laughs> in big letters on the top of the slide. Um, who is creating a new offer? Emoji in the chat. Who already has an offer? I actually think I'm going to do this for you. I've got an offer. Yeah, I'd like to restructure. Okay. So everyone's got an offer. There's no one that hasn't got an offer.
Okay. Natalie doesn't have one. I've offers and want to sell and scale them differently. I'm relaunching the one-to-one and -one always happy to restructure the current ones. Okay, brilliant. So pick one offer. I'm just double checking this is working in the group. What's in the Facebook group? I want to make sure that because we ended it, oh no, it's still there. Amazing. Yes, it is still brilliant. Okay, pick one that we're gonna go through and pick one that you're gonna go with. Natalie, this is a good opportunity to start putting together an offer, okay? Um, for everyone else, it can be refinement. I have one offer, my one-to-one. -one. And then know, for those of you guys that have got one-to-one, -one, right? Remember, with one-to-one, -one, we can only scale one-to-ones by putting up the prices. We can only scale one-to-ones by putting up the prices. So if you want to make a million, right, there is a limited amount of one-to-ones that you can take. So you would want to start putting the prices up towards six figures, a little bit less, so you can hit that million, okay? So you can do the one-to-one -one with me here today, but my invitation is that if you've got a one-to-one, -one, you also have some form of group offer or signature program, which I talk about in MDB1 to give you a foundation, right? A really great place to start is a signature program and a one-to-one, -one, and it can be that simple, okay? So like I've said, the first step is choosing a framework. So it's a high-ticket mentorship, a premium one-to-one, -one, a mastermind, a certification, a high-level group offering, a luxury retreat, a luxury offer suite. Like there's loads of different ways that we can do it. Pick one that excites you, right? Not the one that you think that you should do. Pick one that excites you. My 11K offer for the school I want to work with, we just raised the price from 10 to 11, starting on the 1st of May. Yes, that's what I want to do. The signature program taken for my one-to-one. -one. Amazing. Okay. So I want you to get clear and write this down. What the offer is that you're working on. What does it include? What's the structure? Okay. Let's get this clear on a piece of paper. I then want you to spend some time writing down the desirable results. I'm going to pause this. And we're going to have five minutes to do this. I'm just going to go through it first. So what do I mean by the desirable results? Why is someone joining your offer? What do they want to get out of it, right? So many times people sell the plane and not the destination, but people don't really care about the plane. They just care about where it's taking them. So if you've got a program on business, what is the desirable result is it because they really want to learn how to make an email funnel they're like oh it really just gets me up in the morning to write an email funnel can't wait to link these together on keep there might be people like that I think there's going to be less people what do they care they care about the sales that come out of the email funnel they care about what does that mean to me to have that life with that money right so what is it? Weight loss, business growth, relationships, stress reduction, like get clear. What are the desirable results? Then I want you to write down who is it for? Who is it for? Is it for mums? Is it for men and women? Is it for high level entrepreneurs? Is it for um, people beginning their spiritual journey? Like who is it for? And as you're doing, I want you to connect to the spirit of this offering. Not just here. Get into the spirit of it. What does this feel like? How does it move you? 
get excited about it. It's easy to sell something that we literally think is the dog's bollocks. It's hard to sell something that we don't really believe in. So feel this offer with your whole body. What does it mean to you? What does it represent? What's the good that it's going to do in the world? Let it move you within. And then I want you to choose a price. I'm going to give you five minutes to do this. If you finish early, you can... Um, You can share, I'm gonna put the music on first. You can share in the chat. strange why is that not playing I'm gonna give you till 33 minutes past, and then you can spend longer on this.
one more minute. And I want you to just feel this offering and just close your eyes and see if you can connect to the energy in the heart of this offering, connect to the soul. And just ask, what do you wanna be? And just see as the information drops in feels big and scary. Just connecting to the energy of this product, this service that you're creating. And then opening your eyes and writing down that anything that may have come through that you think is important for you. feeling free to start sharing in the chat so I can see where we're at. business without working with life. Beautiful Shakti, they get to love themselves. So that's your desired result. Who needs that? Who needs the work of loving themselves? And that's going to really, really help you identify your ideal client. Something weird came through. You need to invite the specific people your offer is for personally. That's high ticket marketing. Personal, personal requests. That's how you sign like high level clients. It's having conversations. It's inviting people in. It could be inviting people to the ecstatics. It could be inviting people. And Yuli, you know, when I've got a new program, I'll write down a list of people that I think are a match and we'll reach out to them. And that's always part of our marketing. 
Some people don't like to do this because they feel like, oh, I want everyone to come to me. But I get a really good response. People are like, I love that you messaged. And there is nothing I hate more than cold calling. I don't know what to make of that, any advice or idea, but it's not cold calling. Cold calling is going onto someone's Instagram and saying, hi, I've got free. No, this is building a relationship with a human being and then saying, hey, this thing's happening. I would love to have you there. What's the difference between cold calling and a personal invite? It's a relationship that has been nurtured. When you go into high level business, like big, big, big signs and big, big business people, they're not cold calling. They're building relationships. And there are lots of people that we don't see in social media that are making a lot of money, right? And it's only through networking and it's only through building relationships. Well, that brings me out of my comfort zone, yeah. And it's really easy for us to go like, oh, I hate DMing because um, it feels spammy. And that's actually, it's just because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And you don't have to do it. And there are different methods. But if the spirit of your business, if the soul of that course is speaking to that, that's interesting, Uni. She's like, I don't know what to do with this information. I don't want to do it. Okay. So this is part one. I'm just going to stop the music. And part two. So let's start grounding this and let's start making this more practical and we'll start speaking about what Yuli just shared as well. Obviously sharing in the chat, whatever has come up for you. So we've started to identify what is the service? What does it look like? What are the results that it gets people, right? Who, who needs this? Who needs this? Can I just see the side for one second? Yes, of course. Who needs this? And remember guys, you will get these slides on the school and everywhere else uh, in the customer hub. I had some resistance coming through when writing. Yeah, so this is the easiest bit in business. Like this is literally the easiest bit. Getting this down, and this is the bit that people really avoid because they just want to flow with it and they just want to see who comes through and da 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 but like our marketing comes from what the product is, who it's for, and then, then we make decisions from there. So we have to get really clear on this. Thank you, done. Yeah, amazing. Okay. So the next part, step one is like the offer. Step two is audience and messaging. If you're selling an incredible offer to the wrong audience, you will think that there's something wrong with the offer or you, and it's not true, okay? If you sell how to make your first 10K, I remember someone DM'd me the other day being like, oh, do you wanna join our free group to learn how to make 10K a month? And, it, and I, I didn't respond because I, I don't respond to those type of messages. And I just thought to myself, if you'd taken three seconds to actually research me and look at my profile, you'd see, right? That making 10K is not interesting to me because I know how to make that 10K. Do you know what I mean? Like this, it's not that. So, and it's not that there was anything wrong with their offer. And it's not that the offer was too expensive or it's because it's literally just not in a value alignment with me. 
So if you go into a group of 10, you know, group of millionaires trying to teach them how to send, sell, oh, sorry, buy, the, if you go to a group of millionaires and you're trying to sell them a course that teaches them to make 10K a month, no one will buy, however cheap that course is, because we think, oh, people must not be buying because the course is too expensive. What if the course is just not a clear value match for them? However, you go to a group of inspiring entrepreneurs who are making three to 4,000 a month who want to make 10K and you sell them a course on how to make 10K, they're highly likely to buy. Right audience, right offer. Clarity on audience, clarity on offer. It's so simple and we so often miss this. You need to know who your high ticket offerings are for and you need to be making sustained effort to get in front of those people. Rachel says, first day of my bleed, so feeling less creative and more introverted, lol. Good to see what comes through. Yeah. And you guys, this is a repeatable system. So if you're feeling like you, you can't quite connect to it today, all good. Come back and do this again and again for all of your offers and services. What came through is a luxury experience for people who want to tap into their limitless potential and expand who they are. It's for entrepreneurs, visionaries, and people who feel the call to do big things. It would include one, ooh, uh, it would include uh, two one-to-one -one calls per month, access to the school, a session with a personal shopper. Ah, I love that you're doing that, a photo shoot. Access to the best professionals I'm working with, and that's 10K for six months. You're underpricing that, Camille. I think. It depends who it's for. If it's for the entrepreneur that wants to expand their self-image, it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, obviously, I have an opinion on these things. You are absolutely able to go, oh, I actually don't agree with that. So pricing is so personal. Let the soul of the course speak to you. Um, but if we're positioning a experience that is luxury, right, where you get an access to a school, personal shop, a photo shoot, one-to-one, -one, um, access to best professionals, like that's a luxury service and that gets to have a luxury price. So you can be with that and do whatever you want with that. Okay, what came through for me as results, being able to manage your business and scale it with less stress and anxiety. Who is it for? Female entrepreneurs and visionaries that are into spirituality and healing yet haven't dove in or healers that have inaccurate information on healing manifestation energetics. These women are intense, sensitive, ambitious, and are willing to take the life death life cycle with me. They're ready to take the next steps on the journey as they keep hitting a glass ceiling, primarily because of physical, mental, emotional, energetic blocks. They have incredible ideas with business, yet it's not going the way they want. These women are still so in their head. They're tapped. They're trapped by the negative ego paradigm. I'm here to support them to move from ego to love-based living. Price is 11K for six months. Okay, brilliant. I can feel my resistance at pricing higher, yet I feel indeed that it's luxury with not a luxury price yet. It's it's a luxury offering because it's bespoke. And, and the, the, the things that you're giving, like personal shopping, it depends on how you want to brand this. And this is why we really have to get into the energy of our creations because the brand ink has then got to be like incongruence of that. So if you want to charge it at 10K, Camille, my head tells me is that you'll take that to aspiring entrepreneurs that are dipping their toes in luxury. So the personal shopping is for people that maybe haven't yet got 
their wealthy woman um, or man self-image. It might be for people that this is actually going to stretch their capacity to receive, right? And then that would be a beautiful pricing for it. But if you want to go to people that are already in the market of wealthy woman, wealthy man, these people are dropping 100K on a car, you know? So like, we don't want to underprice it so it doesn't seem as valuable and we're not going to get a high level of commitment. To give you an, an idea, I was at the Six Senses on Sunday. They've got a week retreat. The week retreat is 22,000. One night in the mansion is 20K, right? So those are kind of luxury premium prices. So it just depends who you want to work with. And that's why this is so important to think about it. Uh I love the offer, but calling it your luxury offer would make it feel like it's something foul and doesn't add up. If it was 30K and called luxury, I would say yes. If you'd call it differently, like establish your CEO identity. I love that as, as a concept, by the way, establish your CEO identity. Like, I don't know if you feel that, Camille, but I think that's amazing. And sell it for 10K would also fit. But I also love, love the idea. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got something to play with that. But can you see as we start to flesh out things like, who it's for and price point, it, it does matter for it to match. My offer three months one-to-one -one mentorship for women who struggle with health issues and um, self-confidence or weight challenges, desired results, they build a loving and empowered relationship with themselves and their bodies and create belief for themselves. The price point is 4.5. Uh, 4 so again, Rachel, I want you to think about who is the ideal audience that would easily because we don't want people to be paying for things in survival. We're like, it's really fun when people can pay for things and it's easeful for me personally, it's up to you. But who is the ideal audience that can pay 4.5 thousand, right? For three months and values loving empowered relationship with themselves because that's now your ideal client. And so I wanted you to be thinking about who is that? Is that, is that, is that entrepreneurs? Is that people in corporate? Is that people that work in da -da 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 Marbella? Like flesh this out. Amazing. Okay. So as we flesh this out and as we start thinking about who our ideal person is, we can start thinking about our messaging. And messaging is really, really important because messaging is where your ideal connect, your ideal client connects with you or not right? This is where social media sells or doesn't, right? Because if we're missing the messaging to our ideal audience, we're not going to get a buy. We're not going to get a purchase. Uh, Yuli says, guys, I love hanging out with you, but I need to leave 20 minutes ago. See you tomorrow. Bye, Yuli, darling. Okay. So this is again going back to that. Who are you speaking to? What do they desire? What do they want? What are the problems that they want to fix? And how can you position yourself as the go-to expert, right? And this needs to infuse whether you do live events, whether you do sales, whether you do social media. It's this. This is what leads to sales or no sales. So I want to take Camille's example because it's really, really clear. Let's say we've decided it, uh, you know, expand into your CEO identity or whatever right? Now on Camille's social media, there has to be an alignment between that. So on Camille's social media, right, we need to be doing posts on, um, do you walk into rooms with other entrepreneurs and feel that you don't quite match them or do, 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 do and you get self-conscious? That could be a pain point that we're speaking to, right? What you want to feel is that people are like, oh my God, it's like they're in my mind. 
right? This person is speaking to my soul. And then how can you position yourself in your messaging, not giving them all of the answers, but start fixing little problems for them in your content already. So they start seeing you as, oh, this is someone that gets me and can fix things for me. That's how you start getting people messaging in your DM saying, I want to sign up to you. It's not just about posting every day. It's about what you're writing. It's about what you're saying. I feel like I've been speaking to the air so far because I didn't target the right audience yet. Excellent awareness. And so remember, when we're selling high ticket, it's not just about speaking to the most amount of people in the world, right? It's not just about like, how can I get my message to the most amount of people in the world? It's about like, how can the right people hear the right things? Yeah, Daniela saying same. And so once we've got this, we speak to this in all content, emails, and free events. So what I want to really speak to quickly, and I'm going to give us 10 minutes to think about this as well, is how you speak in your content works in resonance bands, right? So many of us aren't fully expressed in our content. And this is a problem because it means that you can't attract your dream clients. And it also means that you don't repel the wrong people. So for example, if I'm speaking about business and I'm speaking about strategies and I'm speaking about how manifestation is not enough, right? That you need to have the practical and the energetic. Well, people that don't wanna do the practical and the energetic and the hard work and the elbow grease with the manifestation work aren't probably gonna resonate with me. They might feel triggered. They might just think, oh, it's only quantum. Do I do that because I'm right? I do that, no, just so I'm pre-qualifying people in my space, right? It's like, you're either resonating with me or you're not resonating with me. And that's a good thing. So when you actually put up your prices and you start changing your messaging, you might notice that people that used to resonate with you don't resonate with you anymore. When I started with the luxury tier, we had a lot of audience fall away. We had a lot of audience fall away. And so I want you guys to know this, not because it has to happen for you, not to scare you. I want to remind you that it's safe and okay because when full audience falls away, the right people can come in. The School of IH now is an 18 to 120K offering. It's very, very different to who I was speaking to when the school was just a 10K offering. It's very different. And I'm far less floaty and I'm far more grounded, practical business, entrepreneurial advice. Our audience has changed significantly recently, but this is a good thing. So if you start putting up your pricing and change your messaging and notice that old people fall away, Please don't see it as a sign that you're doing something wrong. It's a sign that it's working, okay? Even if you might have to go through a very uncomfortable in-between phase. Right. Uh, my results aren't just business, but self-confidence, relationship building. What are some other tangible results of empowered women? So not shaken by life's events lack of people pleasing, more harmonious relationships where they get their needs met, 
um, feeling loved and appreciated. So uh, yeah, Shakti says, high heels on and be in the right rooms in person is my next step. Yes, that it absolutely is, Shakti. I feel I want to learn to have more of an impact communication. This is a really, really good place to start. I'm also trying to teach women to stop people pleasing, to create strong boundaries, to understand cyclical living, and that this creates an empowered way of living. Yeah, so speak to that, write content around that. Fix small people pleasing things for them. Okay, I love that. When the right audience comes in, the old ones fall away. Um, very often the old audience falls away first and then the new people come in. And so there's this limbo phase where you're going, no one loves me. That's an exaggeration. Um, I wish the new people came in before. Uh, it hasn't been my experience. If, if you can create that to be your experience, then that is much easier and lighter. <laughs> I recommend that you do. I've changed my IG name um, as it resonates with me now and I've lost followers. Yeah. Remember, there's resonance bands, guys. There is resonance bands. My ego is bruised, yeah. Mine too. And this happens with clients. I've had clients that loved me. They thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. That now no longer resonate with me. And it's, it's a thing and it hurts. And we get to be the people that can still keep building our business, even if we're navigating that. I'm working it through at the moment, especially in IG. Yeah, this is why business is bravery. This is why business is bravery. There is nothing more vulnerable than building a business on social media in front of everybody, you know? I feel like I've grown with you during this year. I absolutely feel that exactly the same, Shakti. And those of you guys that are still here with me, it's because we're growing together and that, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I'm so grateful for that. Okay. 10 minutes till five past. I want you to really think about this. Yeah, I love that, Daniela. So who would that speak to?
And if you're done, start sharing a little bit of what's come through for you in the chat. Okay. Dropping in the chat what came through for you there, and we're going to have to move on to the next section, okay? Because this is really important. I want to make sure that we finish at 5.30, um, at least for this process together. Um, do we feel that we have more clarity on who our audience is? An emoji in the chat, please. Or do we feel this needs more refinement? Remember that this is a process and we're going through it together, but you have ample time to go through this on your own. And it's important that we do. Yes, I have now. Amazing. 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 Okay. Third step is, first step is offer. We want to get into the feeling of offer. The second step is audio. The third step is strategy. Okay. I've just realized my current client is the perfect match for the offer that I want to bring into the world. Amazing. That's fantastic. Great news. Um, it's strategy. So we know who our audience is. We know what the offer is. How do we sell the offer to the audience? <laughs> Basically. This is the thing is that people make business really complicated, but this is literally, this is all the business is. You have an offer, you know your audience, you have a plan on how you sell the offer to your audience. The end. This is that that is it. That's literally it. So here we have to think about, and this is a personal preference thing, how do I want to market? Right? There are multiple ways to build and scale a business. You choose. Now, I'm just going to check the chat. Amazing. Fab. 
Brilliant, Daniela. So how do you want to market? So there's different ways to do it. With high ticket offers, remember it's low volume, high prices or lower volume. At some stage, you might get to the point where you're selling high ticket like hotcakes. Like that exists as well. But for now, I want you guys to think about how do you want to build and scale? Do you want to do it on social media through content? Do you want to do it through in-person? Do you want to leverage other people's audience? Or do you want to do a mix of all three? And the chances are that you're going to have different tiers to this. But I want you guys to know, right? Yeah, I, this is going to be my new belief. I sell high ticket like hotcakes. Exactly. It's a vibe. I want you guys to know and, and, and realize, and there's more strategies in MDB1, which you can go back to. But some people are like, I really don't feel aligned building in social media. That's absolutely fine. You've just got to either find another platform or really commit to the in-person, right? Some people are like, I don't want to do in-person at all. I just want to build on social media. Amazing. You've got to set the infrastructure in, in social media. So there's got to be a choice of how you're going to do it. And then there's got to be a choice of repeatable systems that we can implement time and time again that give us the desirable results. So we can do this, right? And we're going back to how we started this on quantifying a financial goal. So can I see your monthly goal in the chat? And from our financial goal, we can then create a marketing plan to work up to. And know that between having a plan and experiencing the results, they might be months of calibration as we build that audience, as we build momentum, and that's fine too, okay? Because remember, we're looking at the whole picture and we're looking at lifelong legacy and wealth and impact, not, okay, I need to make this amount tomorrow and if I don't make it tomorrow, my business has failed. So we've got 10 to 15K, we've got 10K. Beautiful, beautiful Shakti. Yeah, and Lee, talking about what you know about that field will be positioning yourself, speaking, right? Doing keynotes, getting talks, getting on podcasts. All of this is positioning you as an expert. 15K, 10 to 15K, 30K per month. Okay, this is excellent. We're all in a very similar like space, which is which is really great great because then I can speak to these examples. So we've got 10 to 15K, we've got 30K. I'm going to stretch you guys slightly. So we're going to speak to 15K and we're going to speak to 30K. So, oh, that's funny because I put 20 here. So let's say you've got 15K, I put 20K here. Someone that's got 15K as a goal, can you please drop in how much your program is? Okay, 1,500, 4,500, 6K, 8,000. Can you put a rough estimate of how many of your clients for these type of programs tend to pay in full? None. Okay, I'm curious to why you think none of your clients pay in full. 
yeah, Rachel's about 50%. We're about 50% too, Rachel. That's pretty standard. Uh, Camille puts all of them on payment plan. Is there is there a reason? Is it a desire of yours? Okay. Um, Sandra says it's too expensive for them. Okay. Do we want to speak, Sandra, to people where paying in full isn't too expensive for, or are you happy with your audience? Me too, I do payment plan to set reoccurring income basis. Okay, so you prefer to build than just have cash spikes, Camille. Okay, no, I actually don't want to. Okay, amazing. Do you see how many questions play into our choices and why it's so different for all of us? I love paying fulls, it's a vibe. I'm like, yeah, this might not be a normal Tuesday, right? But I love me a paying full and I love me a reoccurring income. I'm sweet with both, you know? It's it's. Oh, this is a belief. Why is it harder to work with, Sandra? This not be true. This not be true. People that have more money are not harder to work with. Right? People that are harder to work with are harder to work with. It's got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with their, their profile, who they are. I love paying full, but I see it as I see it as a full body. Yes, yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to go with like 50-50, but you know, you've got to do the maths for yourself. So if you've got a, I'm going to go with Camille's program. So we've got an example of 4,500. What is the payment plan, Camille, a month? Uh, okay, so let me get my calculator because my maths is not that good. Okay, seven 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 a month. So the goal is fifteen thousand divided by seven seven seven. So that's nineteen signups a month to hit that goal. Did you know that? Does that feel like? How does that feel? Does that feel something that we can do? Or do we need to do, it feels like a lot, yeah. 19 signups is quite a lot a month, especially when we're building a brand, okay? We don't have 19 signups a month unless we've got like an MDB or something. I really do build on small numbers. Um, so this is like my forte to teach in for those of you guys that are building a brand in an audience. So Camille, my next thing is, right? If you want to start hitting 15Ks, because this is the thing, we might be selling something and feeling really bad about not hitting those targets, but actually we've just not done the maths. <laughs> like it's literally just that simple. And you're not failing anything. We've just not set ourselves up for success. Camille, are there any higher ticket programs that you have? Not for now. Okay. This is, this is why it's really important for us to have these conversations. You could incentivize pay in full and you could set as a goal for the rest of the year, three pay in fulls per month and you'd hit 15K. And then the other ones are just bonuses that are building that reincurring. 
because if not, it's 19 on a payment plan all at the same time, it's your 15K and reoccurring. So you can do it, but it's going to take you time. And so if we want to experience more cash now, I would build on three pay and fours a month and everything else is a bonus and reoccurring. Do you see how this works? Like our high cash months, we've got reoccurring, but our high cash months are because of big payments as well. Okay. What what's not for now? Oh, the 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 other programs. Okay. Now Camille, and I'm just going to use Camille because she's an example, and then we're going to do a 30K, right? Let's say you decide that you throw in that beautiful luxury, um, more premium offering of 10K. You could then decide, I want two of the 4,500 a month, but I'm also going to focus on that luxury 10K option. And because it's a 10K lux more luxurious option, I'm only going to allow pay in full because that type of client can pay in full a 10K offer and you've paid in full 10K offers, right? So it's, it's not a thing. Then suddenly there's more option for income flow. So we really have to match our offers to our financial goals because if not, we can always feel in this perpetual cycle of I've got these financial goals and I'm not getting the results that I want and it can be really frustrating. Okay, I have a trigger when setting the numbers. I've had uh, more than 20K a month yet. When I set a goal of three pay in fulls, I don't know why I'm freezing. Okay, what's the story in your mind, Camille? So question, I don't have tons of experience coaching, yet I know I'm freaking good, not bridges. How does this affect our pricing? What would your advice be? Um <laughs> I would say, Daniela, get a lot of experience. So do a lot of teaching, maybe do a lot of free events, um, get in spaces, throw yourself in. You know, part of selling is having confidence and we get confidence from doing the things and honing the skills, even when we're scared. So I was, you know, I've been very nervous with various programs, but I don't let that stop me. So get in the arena and practice and hone, right? If you're like, I don't have tons of experience in coaching, there's only way, one way to get experience in coaching. And that's doing it. I feel that there's something like, I don't reach my goals. So I don't know, fear to sell, not to deliver enough for higher price points. Okay, so that's really interesting, isn't it? I don't reach my goals. And so what I want us to understand is that we're setting ball points. It's not about whether we reach it or not. It just means that we have a focus for our marketing because if not, we tend to build businesses with like, I'm just going to throw shit at the wall and hope something will stick. And then we're really hard to ourselves when shit doesn't stick or we have months here and we have months here and we have months here and we have months here. And we want to have a level of something repeatable that we can trust on that works. Like every time I set a financial goal, when I was doing financial planning, it never happened. Okay, so Camille, I would love you to do some rewriting there, right? And I've experienced this as well. When I hired my bookkeeper, and this is in full disclosure in January, 
I had an extreme dip in income because I freaked out so much that someone was checking my numbers. Like, honestly, I spiraled. I experienced so much fear and I've recovered from that. Okay. And it's, there's no problem, but this is where I really started from this. Like money is gas in a tank. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say that you're like, oh, I plan to go by this road and stop at this gas station. Then you take the wrong turning and you have to go to another gas station. Like it's fucking fine. It's fine. You forgot your bottle of water. Are you going to be a dick to yourself? No, you're going to buy another bottle of water. So we really, really want to take away this unemotional aspect. And Camille, if you can do some new truths around that, right? Around goal setting is just a fun way to organize my business. I'm loved and valuable even when I don't hit my financial targets. And also to give you guys behind the scenes, every time I set a new financial goal, there is always time. And I don't want to set this as a belief, okay? Because it can just be like that. But there's usually a period of time where you've got to build momentum. Like, you know, it wasn't that I launched the premium offer and we had the first sale. I launched the premium suite in January and we're just now getting in a vibe with it. It takes time. Messaging, speaking to audience, build. This is why I keep using this word with business, build, 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 build. Can we build build and growth orientated and celebrate the wins as they come and just have that goal to point the ship of your life and not be an asshole to ourselves on the way, okay? It literally means nothing about you, whether you hit a goal or not. You're not valuable or less valuable. I'm as valuable here, sat here today, on a high cash month or a lower cash month. Really important. But I want us to see this, right? So that we can have cohesive plans in our business. This is landing in me deeply. Yes, 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 yes. Now go back to billionaires that are not emotionally attached to money that just see it as a resource. They're able to plan and not take things personally when it works or not. So that's how they're able to own money and money doesn't own them. And I really get this because I, 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 I really feel like, you know, we'll speak a little bit about these few months, this first trimester for us of this year at some stage when I feel it's appropriate, but like, I really feel that I was initiated by fire. And, and one of the things that was really frightening for me was having bookkeepers and lawyers and all of these different layers of business that I needed that I am, full disclosure, I really, really avoided for a long time until I realized, oh God, I, I don't have a control on my expenses. I have no idea how much my team costs. I have no idea how much I have to make for my team. And that was creating more stress and pressure. So even though it is fear provoking to look at our numbers, when we neutralize that, that's what's going to give you freedom of money. When you're able to look at your bank accounts and be sweet with it and track expenses and pay your team and all of these things, right? And, and that's what we're training to do. Okay. So let's take Camille's goal of three pay and fulls plus bonus people that are on the creating reoccurring. Okay. So we're going to go to what's your, so, so step one is like, how do you want to market? Step two is like, what is your money goal? Step three is bringing money goal and how together. Okay. That's going to stay three. It says two apologies, but you know, that's step three. 
So when we work backwards, it just can give us an idea of how to market, right? So let's say we're signing three to four clients a month for Camille as a baseline. That's what we're working towards. We're learning to do that. We're learning to create a repeatable structure that can do that, okay? So this means, firstly, we want incentives in our business model for people to pay in full. Obviously, if you can pay monthly and paying in full creates more fear, then people are going to pay monthly, aren't they? So we always do this for people that pay in full. We do this, da, da, da. you can pay by payment plan. That's absolutely fine. It's not better or worse to pay by payment plan, pay or full. We put a payment plan so people can come in, right? But that's what you're doing. You're helping people pay and it's beautiful. But we also incentivize the paying in full, okay? So that's something that I would really think about for you, Camille, or anyone else that wants to promote that. Now, the second thing is that you need to speak to enough people to close three to four sales a month. And so now we can start doing the maths. So how many sales calls, Camille, do you do sales calls or do you do uh, DMs? Okay, so you can replace the methodology. This is just an example, but how many sales calls or how many people on a free event do you need for three to four yeses? Roughly, Camille, can you track that? See, this is where numbers is helpful. So let's say you're doing sales calls and let's say you want to make three to four sales and you know that you, you close about 50% of sales, the other 50% either aren't aligned or, um, yeah, or, or whatever. So let's say then you're like, okay, I need 10 sales calls a month. And then you can ask yourself or sales conversations, how many people do I need to be in front of to have 10 people interested? And it might be like, well, either I need 100 people on a live event, my primary live event, or maybe I need to be on two podcasts, or maybe I need to have increased my following by blah, blah, blah. Or maybe I need to have created 30 conversations in DMs with whatever, whatever strategies, right? And what's amazing about this is that the depression, the stress and the anxiety go because it's not about signing that one person, whether they're aligned or not aligned. It's about how am I really focusing on audience growth? So there's a surplus, there's an overflow of potential clients and I can sign the right ones for me. So let's say Camille needs to have 30 new conversations and meet 30 new humans, right? A month to hit her financial goal. So then the, the simple goal is not actually the 15 or 20, 000, sorry, the 15,000. The goal is then how do I speak to 30 new humans a, a month? And the wealth goal is then the byproduct. And you might speak to 30 new humans one month and you sell one spot and you go, oh, that's interesting. Next month, I'll try 60. And so then you can tweak it because it's a non-emotional repeatable system. Oh, maybe that audience wasn't quite right. Maybe I should go speak on that other podcast. It's a non-emotional repeatable system. Because they will get to a stage where you've been selling to the same people for a really long time and they'll stop buying because they've already bought a lot, not because you're doing anything wrong. And it's a percentage game. Some people go with you and some people won't and that's natural and that's fine. So you really need to get a number of how many people you want to grow in audience every single month. And that needs to be your bottom line commitment. 
Lee said that she didn't resonate with MBAs because it didn't sound fun, but she resonated with money-making activities because it feels fun. Everything that we've just done is a money-making activity. Having 30 conversations a month is a money-making activity. And so we can keep tweaking that until you get your 20K months or your 15K months. And then you want to start asking yourself, how am I going to get in front of those 30 new people? Oh, one month, I'm going to do it via lots of lives and inviting people into my DMs. One month, I'm going to do a free event. One month, I'm going to go speak at wherever the next month. And, I'm, and the compound effect of 30 people every month becomes like a waterfall. The first month, you might sign three or four because some people buy fast, some people buy slow, both is fine. But 30 people a month is 60 people in two months. It's 90 people in three months. It's 120 people in four months, right? And all of those people that you keep nurturing and going with you, they start closing. So this is where you start feeling the compound effect. But we have to keep going with the 30 people a month, right? For a long period of time for this to work. Because if we just say in first month, it didn't work, and we stop, then we don't have the compound effect. And that's where we really have that roller coaster business. Does this make sense, guys? I have to go. We'll be rewatching. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're so welcome. Um, I don't really know. By the way, do we have time to talk about the strategic partnerships and LinkedIn? Um, we've got loads of time throughout this week. So if you just save that as a, as a question, we can speak about that. Um, and I'll just create a Q&A session, okay? So this is the final piece, right? Oh, no, that was two. I did say that wrong. Sorry. Um, this is three. How do you want to get in front of those 30 new humans every single month, right? Social media, in person, leveraging other people's audiences or mixing all three. So if you're going to use LinkedIn just quickly to speak to this, then have conversations on LinkedIn. If you think your ideal audience is there, go have conversations in LinkedIn. They can be on Instagram, they can be on Facebook, they can be in Facebook groups, they can be on TikTok, they can be LinkedIn, they can be networking, they can be going to locations that your clients go, events, retreats. But what I want you guys is to choose non-negotiable, repeatable steps that you do every single month, right? These are your MBAs or your money-making activities, right? So for example, you might say, I'm committing to three educational posts a week on Instagram and three lives on Instagram, positioning me as the go-to expert talking to my ideal clients. On top of that, I'm going to do one free masterclass a month, right? And every single month I rinse and repeat this until I get to my financial goal and then I can hold my financial goal and then you can start adding bells and whistles so you don't overwhelm yourself. Or you might be like, I just want to build through LinkedIn and through in-person networking. So that means that I'm committing to having 10 new conversations a day on LinkedIn and going to three networking events a month, every single month. It's a repeatable system and structure. Now, once you've got this and you've got built faith and trust in this, guys, well, this is amazing because you just do the same thing every single month. And then there'll be, you know, differences in this, but that's how we get out of the stress and the hamster wheel. So business is very simple. It's very simple. 
but we don't do the things that we think that we need to do and we overthink the things that aren't important. You don't need a perfect reel. You just need to speak to your audience through reels. You don't need to go viral. You can if you want to do low ticket. And then all that happens with higher levels of wealth is that you refine this, you refine this, you refine this, but it's still versions of the same. So I want you to really think about and commit to what are you doing every single month that you can rinse and repeat? It's a structure that you can stick to that's going to give you the results that you want. Strategic partnerships are when you meet someone in business and you mutually um, nourish each other. So a strategic partnership can be a podcast swap where they're on your podcast and you're on their podcast. It can be where you do a high level retreat together um, with the idea of both of you getting exposure with each other's audiences. It's, it's wherever two people join forces to mutually benefit both people. A strategic partnership could be someone that doesn't want to make money from selling their own products. They just want to affiliate and um, they affiliate your programs and you pay them. It can look many ways. And there are many, many options. Okay. I'm going to go through this next bit tomorrow. Um, so we can really finalize this and that you've got a strategy, you've got your MMAs and you've got your commitments for the next three months. I'm going to ask you tomorrow to commit to a strategy, to really think about what we've spoken about today and to do it consistently for at least three months. And in three months, we can look and see if it's working, but not before then. Because <laughs> we've got to build the momentum first, okay? And I've finished business is simple, but not always easy. It's those repeatable things that create results. I love this. Three months, feel safe, no rush. Yes. Do we feel good with what we've covered today? Okay. Tam is going to put these slides in the group and they'll also be popped on Customer Hub when the videos are up on Customer Hub. Um, so you guys can go through this at your own time. Please go through this with every program that you launch. Um, it's really, really important. And it's going to give you, you're so welcome, Daniela. It's going to give you a really good foundation. Um, we'll go through the second part of strategy tomorrow and we'll go through then more emotional, energetic things. But, but again, we want to really get practical. This was an awesome session. Yes, made me realize that my focus is on what is already here, not on creating a new offer. Yes. So when we have different eyes on our business, we can see of all the opportunities that were there that we missed just because we weren't looking at them. And being a good entrepreneur is being able to see opportunities when other people don't. Being able to see opportunities when other people see problems. If you can do that, no one can fucking stop you. Do we feel good and clean? And I would actually really appreciate as we were doing this, 
if you could drop me a message and tell me why you joined the school of IH, that would be really useful information for me. Like just a really quick line, if you don't mind, like what drew you to the school of IH, if you feel comfortable, you don't have to, right? Because I was just doing this exercise and I was thinking to myself, I have no idea why any of you guys said yes to this. I'm guessing it's because of your business and your dreams. But if you feel comfortable sharing and you want to drop me a sentence, that would be really, really helpful for me. Great start to the week. Thank you. You're all so welcome. Okay, we'll see each other tomorrow. Um, we're only just getting started. I love that we get to have this immersion together. I feel such a big yes in my body that this was the right thing to do to close the lives for the people in the school. Um, and again, if you want to be taken out of the replays, let us know. We'll see you tomorrow at three. Let's have a wonderful, glorious week. Let's make a lot of money. Let's step into potential and opportunity your energy and you embodied what I desire. Okay. Everyone says your energy. And I'm like, okay, guys, give me a little, little bit, something more. <laughs> Every time I ask it, your energy, I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. I love that. But I'd love to know also more concrete and you embodied what I desire. Love that. Okay. Love. I'll see you all very, very soon. Um, thank you. I learned so much less than three hours. I Thank you. I learned so much less than three hours than three than five years in business do you mean that you learned more now in less than three hours than you did in five years of business can we have that on a review that makes my virgo self feel very happy because i'm always processing information and thinking how can i make it small and digestible like to the point that my partner sometimes goes i really think you might be autistic i'm actually not not that there's anything wrong with that but I've, that's a very high compliment for me sandra is what i'm saying okay because i'm a giant nerd my brain is mashed. <laughs> yeah, it's also late for you too. Sandra, I was like, that sentence doesn't make sense <laughs> in a good way. Sandra's in the UK, aren't you, darling? You are. Okay. Bye, everyone. To a successful life. <laughs>